hey, we really are live now, so you guys on Facebook can see us. Okay, so um, at, anyway, we're recording our program for this Saturday. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now. You'll we'll be uh, you'll hear the edited version Saturday at 11 a.m. on KDWN. That's 101.5 FM. But stay with us now, and you'll hear the unedited version. And you never know what Rick's enemy is going to say. And Rick's here. Uh, Paulina Shishkevich is here, and we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but I think we should just get started with the show, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right in. Since we're running a little behind, let's get, in, let's get on it. Wait, what was Helene was telling me? Oh, she said <laughs> she said she didn't see it. Now she does. Okay, she sees it. Okay. Hi, Helene. Hi, Helene. Okay, so now we'll uh, get my clock ready, and we will go. Helene, are you hungover? I'm just wondering. <laughs> Our sweet Harvey was out till two in the morning. Yeah. Oh. What? Yeah. He's I never do that. His friends in town. You're too old for that. Harvey. My friends from Baltimore were here. Yeah, and I drank oh. way too much. Oh. <laughs> See, this is the unedited version, guys. You're getting the whole. <laughs> you're getting the whole thing here. Um, what was your drink of choice? Uh, bourbon. Oh. Bourbon and yeah. wine. And wine. We had oh, wine too. No. Bourbon. Particular bourbon, or just? Well, I like I like Basil Hayden, and I like. Um, I like Angel's Envy, Angel's which, I, is good. which I get at Sam's Club. Oh, oh yeah, I love that, and I like rye too. I, I drink the whistle uh, whistle pig ten year rye. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. We all know a lot about bourbon. Just saying. Yeah, you yeah. drink enough. Yeah. I drank. I had actually I had a little bit of scotch last night too. I, wow. I, was, I was you know running the gamut. Scotch is from Scotland. Yeah, it's it's like it's like bourbon from Scotland. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It is. It's just another whiskey. Anyway, here we go. Let's let's do a show. What do you say? Here we go. <clears throat> is Jasmine laughing at me? Probably. Yeah. We've been laughing at you all day. I know. <laughs> here we go. Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's. Educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00 48897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about our local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702 203 1165. Again, that's 702 702- 203-1165. Today on our program, we have two outstanding guests. We have our returning grand champion, that being Rick Senemy from uh, Equity Title. Welcome back, Rick. Thanks for having me again. Uh, glad to have you back. And we have also Paulina Shushkevich from Ratio CPA. She's returning also today. Welcome back, Paulina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Paulina, I want to talk to you first. I want to I want to talk about planning. You know, um, we're, we're, we're uh, right now we're in extension time. Yes, we are. I am very much aware. I'm sure you are. <laughs> um, but let's talk about what you, the services you guys offer is really about tax planning. It's about trying to get ahead of, ahead of it without actually maybe trying to avoid some taxes, perhaps. But t- talk, what is tax planning as opposed to just tax preparation? Sure. So tax planning is a separate service from tax preparation. It involves optimizing your tax liability. Uh, There are various strategies, some for business owners, some for individuals. You don't necessarily have to have a business in order to do tax planning, but you do have to pay taxes. So if your business isn't profitable or you're you're in a relatively low federal tax bracket, then probably you will not benefit much. (laughs) 
it's for those who are profitable and making good money and then you're going to want to do some planning you're going to want to figure out how to minimize that expense if you can most right? people most people usually think that it's all about retirement, maybe some passive income from real estate, but mm-hmm. there is, there is a whole world of strategies out there. The tax code is very long and elaborate. And elaborate. Yes. Elaborate. And we read it and we interpret it. You read and the whole thing? No way. Okay. Yeah. No. That's, I don't That no, would take years. Nobody has read the whole thing. Okay. Uh, I Google it. You so Google it. Yeah, every once in a while. Do every you? once in a while. Which part of it? The whole thing? Anything that gets me to not have to pay taxes. So, that's <laughs> so yes. Well, that's, that's so. So, we so if someone wants to enlist your services, sure. what, what, what are the steps involved in getting you guys involved? What do they need to do? Sure. So, basically, you go on our website. You schedule a call with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a complimentary consultation. Our website is ratiocpa.com. And on the top right-hand corner, there's a nice little schedule a call button, and that gets you on my calendar. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the website right now, and I see the big yellow button, schedule a call. Big yellow button. Uh, yeah, so we have a consultation. It's around 45 minutes to an hour. I need to ask some questions to make sure that you qualify, to make sure that I would be able to help you. And again, the criteria that we use for our firm is for businesses, revenue of approximately half a million annually mm-hmm. for individuals, income, gross, uh, adjusted gross income of approximately uh, $600,000 annually. Okay. So if you're there above, there's a, there's a very, very big chance that we can help you. Nice. So, so there's that first conversation. Then we look over your income tax return. We, you know, give you an estimate of potential tax savings. We tell you what strategies to expect. Mm-hmm. We try making this process about as transparent as possible. Mm-hmm. And if you agree to work with us, um, it takes us about three weeks to two months, depending on the complexity of the tax plan, to actually research everything, to do all of the projections. And then we meet with you. We let you know what strategies you qualify for and whatever you like, you implement. Nice. And then you have tangible savings, usually on the, the same year. So oh. we, we don't rely on retirement strategies or, or any, you know, we're not going to make you buy an Airbnb unless you really, really, really want one. But um, we'll, I would probably try to talk them out of that, too, right now, you know, <laughs> honestly. Airbnbs? Yeah. Yeah. Here in Vegas, sure. anyway. I, I'm I'm not, uh, you know, I think, well, look, they, they, look, I shouldn't say that. They are, they are they are and can be profitable, but they're not. They're not like they are in other cities, not here in Vegas. They're so, different. So, they're, they're, you know, we have a lot of clients who have Airbnbs, and uh, they're, they're a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. And ge- dealing with the general public. That's um, the thing. Dealing yeah. with various real estate issues. Dealing yeah. with, uh, I don't know, broken plumbing and uh, yeah. maybe a big party and maybe a noise complaint. You put somebody in your house for a yeah. week, they're not invested in any way, shape, or form, and they don't really care. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, no. I mean, I, 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 I sometimes use Airbnb, and I definitely care, but yes, not to the same. It's not like your own home. No, and you're coming to Vegas. Uh, that's the Vegas. real problem. That's, right. so, you're coming to Vegas. That's the real you're issue. Not coming here to relax. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. My friends who were in for Baltimore, they were here for four days. They hadn't, they hadn't slept the entire time. Basically, <laughs> you know, they were here. And then, you know, they slept after last night, I'll tell you that. But were they in an Airbnb? No, they yeah. were at the wind. Yeah. 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 There, yeah. Yes. So there you go. That's, That's a it. good place to be. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so 
so you're going to review with them. You're going to f- figure out what uh, strategies are going to be appropriate. Sure. Um, and and there's a and, and everyone's unique. I imagine. I mean, there's, there's hardly ever you're going to find two people who with a similar situation. I mean, so that's the way. That's the way it is with me and home buyers and home sellers. They're always a little bit different. Yes. 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 Absolutely. So as you're out there thinking about uh, tax planning, then then you should uh, you should reach out to Paulina and actually text me. You can text Paulina to 702-203-1165, and then I'll put you in touch with her and her company, and they'll help you with your tax planning. Um, uh, in the meantime, we're going to come uh, right run a couple commercials right now. We're going to come back in just a few more minutes. we got a lot more to talk about today. So, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Clock, my clock did not run at all. No, you no. didn't press this. I was looking at it like. So was I. I was like, he didn't do it. Yeah, He's like four twelve. It, it says four twelve still. It's not going anywhere. I don't know why it stopped. He didn't press it. <laughs> it just didn't. It was starts at four fifteen. So I pressed it, but it stopped. I was like, party, party foul. Right. How long do we talk for? Uh, that did not seem very long. No, it was close. I mean, it's it was close. One seventeen. We started around one oh one ten. Okay, but I said it was live at one. It was close. It was close. Okay. So we'll. Hey, he's not we'll, on his game, man. Because this, this is what drinking does to you. <laughs> we'll um, we'll make the second segment a little longer. That's all. Yeah, Mark, as you hear that, you hear me describing this. Yeah, we're gonna make the second segment a little bit longer. So uh, that'll get you to the bottom of the hour. <clears throat> okay. Is there anything else that you want me to get to, Pauline? We covered it, really. No. I think we're in good shape there. No. Okay. I got a lot of questions for if you want, but I think I probably shouldn't do it on the air. <laughs> well, you may not want to ask those questions on the air, yeah. All right, let's talk to Rick about about stuff this segment. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702 702- Two zero three one one six five again at seven zero two two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have uh, Paulina Shushkevich, and we also have Rick Senemi here. Rick, uh, you are the chief operating officer over at Equity Title, and I want to talk to you about coincidentally title issues. Sure, let's talk about some title issues. Um, let's talk about uninsured deeds. Now, where how would we come upon an uninsured deed? So. You got to have a little background to understand what those are. So, I mean, we are a title company. We're an insurance company, mm-hmm. right? So, we, we issue insurance policies on title to homes, right? Um, and an uninsured deed is a deed which somebody transferred or parties transferred ownership or shared ownership themselves. They, went, they, they did the paperwork. They went to the recorder's office. They filed it themselves. It was not part of a transaction. Mm. And... We question those because we're the company issuing insurance policies on it, and we don't like to pay out insurance when we right. can avoid it. Right. So this is one of the ones that we can avoid having payouts on. And so we kind of scrutinize these to make sure that they actually are legitimate. So an uninsured deed, there's another term that goes with it. It's what's called an uninsured deed affidavit, okay. which basically says, yes, we did do that deed. So we go back to the original parties, and we have them sign a form with us that's saying that this deed is... Legit. Legitimate. Okay. And the reason for that is because we want to make sure that there was no bad transfers or right. somebody trying to take someone's home or yeah. children transferring homes into their names from their parents right. so that they could help, which 
Nine times out of ten, they want to do it to help, but they don't realize what they actually did. Right. Um, So an uninsured deed is just a deed that was not part of a title transaction with a title company. There was no insurance on that. no insurance issued on that. Got it. And it was done privately. How common is that? It's very common. Um, There's some that we overlook. So I'll give you an example. An individual is to a trust. Mm -hmm. That's an uninsured deed. Right. But we don't really call those out as long as the two owners of the property are the same as the trustees of the trust. So we'll, we'll just if the parties okay. are all the same, yeah, I transferred it to myself in a different name or whatever. And yeah. those same parties are going to sign to sell, yeah. then we're still getting to the point. What, what happens is, is you'll get um, husband and wife got divorced. They'll do their own deed work. They'll record it, but nobody wants to give us a divorce decree. And then, okay, we're not a divorce decree. We have an uninsured deed. Yeah. Give us a divorce decree to figure out that it was followed, then we don't need an uninsured deed affidavit. Gotcha. So there's just different pieces. The other one is you get siblings all the time that maybe own a property together or siblings with their parents and one person fell out of grace and they've you know had them sign off on the property now you got to go back to them oh i didn't really want to they talked me into it okay Mm -hmm. well that's a problem so we see them pretty regularly Mm -hmm. um if we have 400 transactions in a month we might see 25 of them wow i mean that's a a lot a lot of them are cleared up through the transaction itself. Their people are known. They're they're part of it. Right. They're around. It's the ones that... It's an honest mistake. Yeah, and it's not even a mistake. They meant to do it. They just did it on their just, own. Just didn't do it thoroughly. Right. Right. Well, they didn't They didn't buy title insurance. Right. Just to save money? Yeah, Basically. you don't really need... I mean, you don't need to buy title insurance if I'm transferring. So there's exemptions. I can transfer my property to my parents, and they can transfer property to me. Okay. And there's no transfer tax or really... There's really doesn't insurance needed, but if you go to sell it, it's going to get scrutinized because they want to make sure that that chain of title has insurance all the way through it. Got it. What if you can't find all the parties? What happens then? So there's a management decision that can be made. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> comes, it comes to my desk, and it depends how intricate it is. So, right. I mean, there's certain times, I mean, when somebody passed away, mm-hmm. you're not getting them to sign. Right. But now you're dealing with, okay, did they have heirs? Yeah. Right. And are the heirs, what are their positions? On this? So <clears throat> yeah. you deal with that. Right. Um, you know, we go to our underwriters, and we question, like, okay. you know, here's, here's what we have. Here's the whole story. We've checked it out. It's valid. What do you want to do? And then they'll give us direction. At that point in time, we'll, we'll go back to the insuring party, the underwriter, and say, right. hey, how do you want to handle this? Because we don't want to actually bring liability on us. Right. There's other times where we'll make the decision. Yeah. You know, You're comfortable if, or not. If it was a – the common one is a husband and wife remarried to each other. Like they were married previously. They had children with other spouses, and now they're remarried. Mm-hmm. And one of them passes away, and mm-hmm. now – their kids of the of the party that passed away are willing to come to the table and and sign off on things then that's good well you know we'll move forward with it if it's no they didn't do things properly and it kind of could have triggered probate right then we'll turn it over to attorneys or we'll go to underwriting i mean we've closed files where we've gotten the heirs to sign off on the transaction okay saying that they're not coming back after us right for the for the proceeds yeah really so right Right. Um, so we'll try and work with them. Believe it or not, it's funny. If they're alive, we can pretty much find them. Even though the ex can't find them, we found them. Good Ooh, yeah. Good At the last minute, all the time, need an uninsured deed affidavit. No, we can't find them. We don't know where they're at. We don't know where they're at. All right, we can't close. We found them. 
What do you mean? We're, you were looking this whole time? Oh, no, we called their brother. Well, why didn't you do that the first time? Yeah, come on. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely not the easiest to navigate in a transaction. Right. But You'd like to not have to deal with it if you don't have to. Correct. Obviously. And yeah. in the past, we never would have to deal with it. We would never call them out. But there was so much litigation yeah. um, and claims done that it became part of our just daily title lives. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Okay. So, so you mentioned probate there, and probate's often an, an issue. I know when we do a probate sale, it, it's you know it's just involved. That's the thing. It's just involved, and now attorneys are involved, the courts involved, there's yes. a judge involved, um, and with all those players, it, it it tends to make the deal a little more convoluted. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, probates obvious. People pass <laughs> people pass away. They own property. Right. They want to get it to their to the heirs or the beneficiaries who they intended to leave the property to right they don't have a trust um they have a will sometimes they don't have a will right mm-hmm. um so we that's where probate comes in is when they either have a will or they don't have a will and title is in their name individually right and they pass away and there's certain instances where you, know, you got to go to probate court you have to hire an attorney they will file the documentation for you they'll send all the notices out to all the creditors to make sure that there's no other uh, bills that are due. Someone needs to step forward, and yeah, and mm-hmm. then uh, they'll go to court to to, to auction the property. Is really, what they do. So they'll get an offer, and then they can yeah. auction the property, or the heirs who are receiving the property can say, "No, no, no, I want to keep the property." Yeah. Then they just go to court, and it goes through probate, and they rubber they, stamp, and they become the legal owners, and they have title to the property. They get title. So there's two avenues on the probate, but that's where all we're we're looking at with when we talk about you know title issues uninsured deeds and, and probate those all cause i call it outside influences to the transaction to be involved and anytime you have an outside influence you have an issue i think rick said something really important that i want you guys to think about when it comes to probate you know you have to get an attorney involved you're not going to want to navigate this without an attorney believe me that's very okay. very challenging and that's expensive yeah you can do what's called the independent administrators act oh. and process your own Okay. Probate, All right. Do not recommend. Good it. luck with that. Good luck. There's a lot. Well, it's actually pretty simple to do as far as the probate part itself. Right. The problem is, is when you go to sell the property, that's where we ask a lot of questions. Of course. And, and again, it goes back to creditors who can yeah. attach to that property to get their money. By the way, we're not attorneys. We're not here to give legal advice. But I will advise anybody who owns real estate to get a trust put it in the trust and to make I'll, life easier i'll just chime in to get Please. a life insurance policy as well life insurance yeah. payouts often bypass probate issues so good point you have yeah. money to pay for all of those very expensive things sometimes probate takes a long time if there are issues and in the meantime you you know you, you might be a spouse without a source of income and right. so what are you going to do so life insurance policies very important whether it's term or whole life right. depends on your situation but, right but, but whole life becomes part of a tax avoidance strategy too doesn't it? oh yes it does yeah, I, i've heard that yes i have yes, too i've heard does. that but i like that i like that charity because we get a lot of people with pro in probate that they have nothing yeah and they're yeah. waiting and yeah. they're waiting like we gotta yeah. get this done we gotta get this done and then there's banks involved that are possibly yeah. can foreclose Yes. Unless they have a good attorney, and then the attorney goes and files a temporary restraining order. Right. The attorney wants money. If you don't have the money, you don't have a good attorney. Right. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're related, you know, to like Joe Pesci. Or to a good attorney. (laughs) Right. Um, I was thinking about my cousin Vinny. Okay. Um, Okay. You know. It's a great movie. Right. Love that movie. Love that movie. It is a good movie. Two Utes. Two Utes. Two what? Utes. Okay. Um, okay, so what? Okay, Liz Pendens is another thing I wanted to, to mention. 
and talk to you about. So Liz Pendence, so wait, who is she, first of all? Who's Liz Pendence? <laughs> so Liz Pendence is a fancy legal term. Um, it is an, it's a filing that occurs that puts the public on notice that there is a lawsuit coming. Right. Uh, it doesn't go into detail. It'll list the parties. It'll list if it's a property or what the, the issue is. Mm-hmm. And then some are more in-depth than others. One, I've seen some are one page. Right. I've seen some that are actual long filings. But the the most important thing to take away from a list pendants is that it is an, it is an actual legal filing mm-hmm. that is recorded, and it is trying to stop something and put people on notice mm-hmm. that something needs to be figured out. Yeah, in a real estate transaction, that means that if you're in the midst of a transaction and they find a Liz Pendens, you got to stop. We got to stop, and we have to get a release. We got to get yep. And this goes back to the title issues, Liz Pendens. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, a document was recorded to go on the title. We're going to need a doc- to record a document to take it off of title. Okay. So the same thing with the Liz Pendens, we would need a release or satisfaction. Um, okay. So there's there's just different things that come with that, but are they good forever or how long do they last? No, list penances um, have a time limit on them. Uh, it just depends on what it's for. Okay, but there is they are definitely time limited. They're not just oh it's on there for now. From the title world, it's on there forever. <laughs> so for your concern, for my yeah. concern, until it's you on get there a release, until we get a release. But yeah. legality wise, right? You know, again, we'd go to a management decision and say go to the underwriters. This has been on there for twenty years. You know, I can think of one instance in the past where I was involved in a transaction where my client actually followed. He was an attorney, and he followed all his pendants on a property that he was in, in the process of buying, but the seller tried to back out. Yeah, it's and very common. That's what that's what he did. He followed all his pendants, and they ended up having to work with him and, and sell the property to him. It was during a time when prices were going up rather quickly, quickly yeah. and they, they thought they could get away with not selling to him because the numbers had been going up mm-hmm. in the midst of the transaction. So. Sure. Good information. Hey, listen, guys, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. We're going to a couple more commercials. We'll come back right after that. we got a lot more to talk about, guys, so stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I mean, it sounds exciting. It's just the way that you can make taxes sound exciting, I guess. <laughs> Yes. That's why I was here. Yeah. Yeah. Who is she? Who is she again? Yeah. Why did it got to be a she? Well, Liz. 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 Okay. Liz. Well, like, yeah, not, not in today's age. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Well, not still, he, statistically, she. Statistically. They, them. There, there you go. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good. That's a good way to say it. Statistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, them. He, her. Oh, Liz. Are we still Liz. live? <laughs> yeah. we no, we got kicked off. <laughs> yeah, first time we got kicked off. Uh oh. Okay, so segment three. Here we go. Parents are complaining. <clears throat> oh yeah. Segment three, and it's running. Okay, welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate. Now we're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at seven zero two two zero three one one six five. Again, that's seven zero two. Two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have Rick Senemi and Paulina Shushkevich. We are talking about uh, title issues before the break. Uh, we talked with Paulina about uh, the tax uh, preparation or, or, or planning that they provide you. I want to talk a little bit about baseball. Oh, baseball. Yeah, let's talk baseball. All right. Um, so uh, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, and on Wednesday there was an article in the paper by Mick Ackers from the RJ that uh, the headline was A's Nevada leadership reached tentative deal to bring the team to Las Vegas. So, um, and what has happened is, is now the governor and the people from the A's have worked out a deal. It's going to be submitted to the legislature before they finish up. And if passed, uh, the A's are in fact coming to Las Vegas. What's what's the site? Uh, And the site will be the Tropicana. 
So they're going to get rid of the Tropicana? They're going to tear down the Tropicana. Now, the people who own the Tropicana, I believe it's Caesars. Yeah. Or no, Bally's. It's Bally's. Bally's Corp owns it. So what they're going to do is they're going to tear it down. They're going to give. They, it's a 35-acre site, hmm. nine of which is going to be the ballpark. The other part will be a new uh, resort property that they're going to rebuild there on the same site. I thought that uh, I missed the news years ago. I thought that was still being leased, like a family owned the land and it was being leased by. It could be one of the. Uh, it could be, but the but part of the deal was that the you know basically Bally's is donating the land. There's no money involved. They're not getting any money for that nine acres. They're just donating it to the for A's. The- for the ability to have their adjacent property right there, the I'm guessing. These aren't a nonprofit. This is true. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they're actually a loss. <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. losing. Right. Right. They get, what, they get well. like 400 people showing up to their games oh, right writing, now. They're writing that off, right? Yeah, you know it. Um, so, anyway, let's talk about that. So, it's going to be a, a 30,000 seat retractable roof stadium. It's going to cost about $1.5 billion, of which. Uh, the public funding will take up a little less than 25% of that, which is the smallest percentage of any stadium in the last 20-some years. Still sounds like my taxes are going up. I'm just saying, Rick, it's not it's not as horrible as it could have been. Well, well put, also, think, put that in perspective, the seat size, 30,000 seats. I mean, what's T-Mobile hold? 19, 20 yeah. for a basketball game? Right. So you're not talking that many more people. That's right. A bigger field. So it's going to still look like there's nobody there. Well, so, yeah. I mean, if I, you know, I grew up in Baltimore, and when they built Camden Yards, we were surprised at the size. That was significantly smaller than Memorial Stadium, its predecessor. And when they built that, we were surprised. Uh, But even that stadium is well over 40,000. Yeah, and I'll be surprised if there's no outfield seats here or very limited outfield seats there. That's the thing. And the other thing, it has to be a retractable roof. I mean, mean, they're playing baseball in summer here, guys. It's warm. Yeah. A little warm. The question we had, and we were talking about this, I was talking about this with some friends last night, is, is if Oakland is not going to have a team, if they're coming here next year, long before this stadium is complete, are they playing in Summerland? Are they going to be playing at the Las Vegas ballpark? That's the question. And that's not a big stadium at all. Where else are they going to play? That's the thing. They can't play at Cashman. No, no, no. Yeah, no. It would have to be. a soccer field now. Yeah, it would have to be Summerland. And that's, what's that, like maybe twelve or 15,000? Maybe. And no roof. And no roof. That's another great point, Paulina. But it's a dry heat. It's okay. I mean, really think about it. There's a baseball team that plays there now. Right, That's it's just true. not the luxury. It's not the luxury that the major right. league players right. want, but yeah, or the fans, <laughs> or the fans. And dollar beer night, the cups got smaller. So I just, yeah. How about that? That's right. They, they kept dollar beer night, but it's uh, like a four ounce glass instead of an eight ounce glass. The interesting thing on this, a couple of interesting points, was that the actual owner of the A's is spending more money than any previous owner has on a stadium. He's putting more. His money's the money going into the stadium. Well, that should be the. Right. This, well, the, the, whoever pays. Happening. My feeling is this: whoever pays for the stadium should get the benefit of the stadium. Yeah. Right. You know, and so this, so the 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 state and the county will get benefit from the stadium. Are they going to get twenty five percent benefit? I would say that they're probably going to do. They're going to do as, as much as as much as that. Maybe even a little. I mean, when you when you add it all together, the revenue mm-hmm. that's going to be generated out of the stadium is going to be a lot more than that. I would guess over a hundred years. You know. Right. Yeah. There you go. Hundred years. <laughs> Now the good the good news with that stadium is now it brings us another option for events, right? Uh, outside of baseball, you, you concerts. I mean, I'm being from Pittsburgh. After baseball games, there's always concerts on the weekends. Yeah, so it gives a, another another venue that uh, we can utilize. So then we will have uh, three of the four major sports covered. The only one missing would be NBA, and they'll be here. And they will be here. They will be here. And actually, we'll end up with soccer, too. We're going to end up with MLS soccer probably at some point, too. 
I think you know it's you know we're turning into a, a, a sports mecca. We really are, and and that's exciting. Ten years ago, this this was unheard of. And Formula One. Formula One. Formula One. That's right. Are you going to be going to the Formula One race? Oh, absolutely. I have tickets. Good for you. Ten tickets. No, I'm not going out. Ten tickets. Wow. There's a lot of people clicking that yellow button. Yeah, Yeah, wow. Ten (laughs) tickets. Um, No, we were talking about that, too. I was like, man, who can afford to go to that? How about just getting a room with the wind? Oh, yes. forget that, yeah. But the, the rooms are like a million bucks a piece. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So, it was. It is absurd. Mm. And that's yeah. going to be in November. Is that November? Is it the yeah, race? September. It's, it's sometime in the fall. Yeah, yeah sometime in the fall. So, but, but it'll be cool. I mean, it will be cool. It will be very cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not, I don't follow Formula One, but I mean, I'm excited. I used to love Formula One. When Did I was you? A kid. And I couldn't tell you much about it. I just lo- I remember turning it on TV and seeing those cars fly around and then. It used to be. I used to watch it when it was in the cities more. Right, and then it, like, it went away from it, and now it came back. And right. then when it started coming back, I never really watched it, but I will now. Yeah, and they're gonna be winding through our city. That's yeah. gonna, that's gonna be exciting. I mean, the, the work that's going on down there. It's, I think it was the Sahara and and, uh, yeah. and the Strip right there. That that work that's going on down there is pretty intense. More traffic. Yeah. You could actually drive uh, rent for like a day or per hour or per lap uh, Formula One type car. I did that for my husband's 50th birthday. I had no idea what I was buying for him, so I got him, I think, like 17 laps. Oh, up at the track here? uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said that after the third one, he started getting nauseous. (laughs) (laughs) Upon which he was informed that he got the VIP version, and he has a lot more to go. Oh, my. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm I mean, good. He, he was the one driving, but 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 still, it was. Yeah, oh, it, it looked very intense. intense. Yeah, it, I can imagine. Yeah, he he said he could. You know, he he drove home. He could. He he took a nap. I think he woke up the next day. It was pretty intense. Yeah, so, yeah. I couldn't. I, <laughs> yeah, I'd be claustrophobic. I think. Ellie, right? I'm sorry. A little, little claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, and they and when they put you. I mean, the the outfit. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like you're a spaceman. Yeah, I helmet mean, outfit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they get the Hans devices that right. protect your neck, neck and all yeah. that stuff. You oxygen. Know. Yep, oxygen. Oh. I don't oh. know if he had oxygen. Well, when they race, they have it. Oh yeah, no, no, I don't. I don't think th- those speeds were. He he wasn't able you, to get to that kind of speed. Sure. I think he was getting. I think a hundred and thirty, forty. If I'm not yeah. lying, that's like, like the two fifteen. That that's like, like, that's like Carly on Rainbow. Yeah, that's that's the two fifteen. <laughs> I, I think in the end, I think that, like I said, I'm earlier when we were off the air talking about baseball. I mean, yeah. I, I like going to baseball games more than watching them on TV. Yeah. Where football and everything else is vice. I like watching that on TV rather than being there. So I think I'm, this is something that I'll go to. Yeah. But it's also, oh. it will depend on how easy it is to get into it and how right. easy it is to get out. Yeah. That's going to be the big factor. Of course. Nothing's yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, baseball games, it's not it's not unheard of to leave in you know the seventh or eighth inning. Yeah. Right. in a baseball game depending upon where the score is and what's happening hard, and also not hard to get there around the fourth inning either people and get there late that happens a lot yeah it does so. you know that would have been i mean it would have been sacrilegious to to consider any of those things when the orioles were playing at memorial stadium because that that crowd was deep into baseball i mean heavy now now today the fans in baseball are more it's more the experience than the actual game right Right, it, it is the experience, and especially being here now. Till you bring the little gambling part into it. Well, there's the other element. Brings it, brings it a little bit more fun. But I'm excited. I mean, I, I love to go to. I mean, I like going out to the games out at, at Las Vegas Ballpark. I love going to those games. Well, They're fun. The experience. 
It is. It is for the experience because I don't really can't name a player, can you? No. Okay. Sorry, I can't. Sorry. To say, I mean, I hope players are maybe listening, and I apologize. I I cannot. But we're watching. Yeah. This is the first year in many years I can actually name a few players on the Orioles because for the last twenty some years I haven't I, don't, I couldn't tell you anybody who played for the Orioles. Uh, listen, we're coming up on another quick break. We're going to run a few commercials, come back. We're going to wrap this thing up with one more segment. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be back in just a moment. All right. I have never been to any baseball game. Really. I'd say, uh, well, you should go to the to the ballpark. You, yeah, the, I think you would enjoy. Aviator, it. that's a that's a good. Uh, <coughs> and you know now they time it. Do now, they have cocktails? And, oh yeah. And they have oh, comfortable yeah. chairs. They have what? Comfortable chairs. Yeah, yeah. No, they're comfortable. Okay. Yeah, no, you'd enjoy it. I mean, it's it's like three hour three hour game usually about three hours and and they do them in the evening so it's cooling off. Sure. You know your things are cooling off. It's not. It's it's actually we we the team's gone a few times. Mm-hmm. We had a little event out in the outfield. It was fun. Okay. Hot dogs and hamburgers and whatnot. It was good. All right. Segment four. We're talking about wire fraud, Rick. We haven't talked what? about it in a while. Sorry about that. Yay. Let's talk about wire fraud. Mm-hmm. Wire fraud. Yeah. That's a fun topic. It is. It's an, it's so. I mean, it's one of the reasons we do the show, yeah. honestly. It <laughs> no, really it's is. It's so important because it scares it the important. heck out of me somebody uh, you know thank goodness no one that i've ever dealt with has had to deal with that but close we came close a couple times oh wow Why? yeah we were able to save them i have a reverse wire fraud i have a weird one. Oh, okay let's talk about that i can't go into too many details because it's still an active uh well yeah sure. an active case does all it, the parties shall remain anonymous does yeah, it happen yeah. on purpose or is it an accident sometimes or i oh it's I yeah it's, it's always on it, purpose it's, it's on purpose, purpose. Okay, that's yeah, what I this isn't yeah. an accident yeah, okay. yeah it's that's, almost always on purpose figured, yeah. and there's bad guys doing it and they're getting better at it. every time we we were able to close a little gap somewhere they Some find they another way to get in there and get it so it's 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 brutal okay. all right here we go segment four <clears throat> welcome back i'm harvey blankfeld you're listening to las vegas real estate now we're here every saturday at 11 a.m if you ever have a question or an idea for our program please call or text me at 702 702- Two zero three one one six five again. That's seven zero two two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have Rick Sanmi here and Paul, uh, Paulina Shuskevich. We we're talking uh, before Rick about titles. I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about wire fraud. We haven't talked about it in a while. We talk about it a lot on this show, guys. I know those of you listening. Oh, he's going to do it again. Yeah, we're going to do it again <laughs> because it's so important. And I'm hoping that in the course of doing this, that someone's listening will pay attention and save themselves their life savings because that's what happens. They lose it all. They do. And and here's what happened. Let me let me give a brief description, an overview of what happens. There are people, whether you know it or not, who are watching your emails all the time. They're there. You may not know it, and they don't. And they're not. They don't care to let you know they are doing it, but they're there. And what are they waiting for? They're waiting for that opportunity for that big dollar opportunity. What's that going to be? A real estate transaction, maybe a car purchase too. But a real estate transaction is that's that's the home run. That's the grand slam they're looking for. And when they see you involved in one, they interject themselves into the transaction in a way to be able to steal the monies that you're going to be wiring to accomplish that transaction. That's the general overview I wanted to present, and it's usually through it's through emails. That's right. not. It's I mean, they may happen other ways, but usually it's through emails. Usually email. Yeah, and so here's what we want to tell you: this to right off the bat, if you're involved in a real estate transaction and you get any kind of an email related to a wire transfer, call the escrow company right away. Don't call the number in the email. Yeah, that's a burner <laughs> phone. 
that's that's you know that's a bad call the number you know speak to the person you know and have them investigate to make sure it's legitimate if you do that you're going to be okay if you don't do that you could have a problem rick you were saying you had a little story you want to share with yeah, us Yeah, a couple of them i mean we've we deal with wires every single day so right. we we have a secure mechanism that we send instructions out we ask that the individual receiving those contact the escrow company and verify those mm-hmm. uh instructions and then send their wire and that's not just with a real estate transaction anytime that you are sending money via a wire right you need to verify the wiring instructions from the person that you're sending the money to mm-hmm. and it, that gets a little bit tricky because sometimes they're that person is being um maybe they're the bad guy yeah right? it could so, be a bad guy you don't know it could be a bad guy but you, you got to do your steps and verifying the wire instructions is definitely one of the steps yeah uh, we're seeing a lot of activity with wire fraud through email is where we typically see it and mm-hmm. what happens just like you said harvey they're in they're in your email they're in there now yeah uh, so they're check, waiting for this check your email settings especially if you're using any type of non-paid email service gmail hotmail yahoo all those services are good they get free email but they also come with a little bit less on the security side mm-hmm. um example we had a customer and we were able to find this one that um they interjected in the wire <coughs> Um, it was a it was a proceeds wire, mm. and they we received an email that said, "Oh no, send the money here," and we were like, mm, "No." So then we were able to contact the agent. We got the client on the phone. We made sure that we were sending it to the right place. But then we told the client, "Go in your email settings and look for this." Okay. And they did, and they had a forward on in their email that they never put on. Wow. And it was a forward to a relay email that was sent to another email, like that it would just go through. So they were being monitored right for quite some time. So yep. what is the setting? So in your email settings, you can go in there. There's email forwarding. Right. Um, So you can do an email forwarding as a copy. You can do email forwarding as a blind copy. You can do email forwarding, hard forwarding, where you don't get the email. It just automatically goes. These were more on blind copies. So then it's being forwarded, but you have no idea it's being forwarded. So that's how they, they... they sneak in and they do that and they right. get that by stealing your password and getting into your email and then they right. leave you alone. Yeah. Right? They're not, they don't care about your personal stuff. They're waiting no. for that big decision. Right. So check your email settings. The other thing, like we talked about earlier, call to verify, mm-hmm. um, make sure you're verifying those wire instructions. And if you're uncomfortable with that, drive to the office where you're sending the yeah. money, pick up the paper. We'll give you a piece of paper. that says, here's our wiring instructions. Right. Um, they don't change in the transaction. We use the same ones. Yep. Um, you know, the, it goes to a trust account. That's why we use the same ones. And we're just seeing more and more. It's not, we, mm-hmm. we say bad guys and we say people. This is an industry. Wire yeah. fraud is, wow. is actually, from the FBI, considers it an industry. $30 billion industry. Whew. So a wow. lot of money being stolen, and that's a problem. And And one of the things that, you know, we've done is one, we educate our customers. Two, we have the people on speed dial that if we have a wire fraud situation, we call them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've made the mistake. We've wired bad money or no, we've wired good money to a bad guy and we caught it. We were able to recall it and we received their money back. Right. Um, the good news with, is now that even though wires are instantaneous and the money's transferred, they're, they're on people's radars of recalling it from the bad guys. And okay. There's, there's a whole checklist that we go through the minute we know that there's wire fraud, mm-hmm. and we'll go through it, and we'll make sure that we follow these steps. And it's more, it's not one person, it's like three people doing three different things at one time, Okay, putting everybody on notice. 
Um, we had one the other day. It was interesting oh, wow. that we were notified of, and this is, I've never seen this. So the buyer of a property mm-hmm. somehow <clears throat> was fraudulent. And we, you don't usually see buyers. The fraudulent. buyer themselves, the, the actual buyer. buyer themselves who bought the property. Uh-huh. Um, someone is claiming that they used their money to buy the property. Oh, and it was sent by a wire, so it's classified as wire fraud. But right, you don't usually see that because you know it's that would it's be a hard. stationary asset. It's a house. Yeah, like, we know we it ain't going anywhere, you. right? Yeah. If right. you're a seller and you're impersonating the seller, you're taking the proceeds and you're out the door and you're gone. Well, right. The house is sitting there. Yeah. Uh, so this will be an interesting one. We'll kind of work through this and see what this was. I'm sure there's other things with it, but right, you got to protect yourself. Anytime you're going to send money, verify the instructions. Got it. I mean, and I'm giving you the simplest terms, and people know this. You use Venmo. If you use Venmo, they ask you for the four digits of the phone number that you're sending it to when the first time you send it, right? There's right. a reason why. Right. right. They're trying to make sure they don't want to deal with it either. Right. right. So they tell you, and I have all their disclaimers, oh, if you send money to somebody, you're not getting it back, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But they still have you verify the four-digit no- phone number you're sending that's associated right. with that account. Right. So, you know, it's it's a challenge. It's something that affects us on a daily basis. We have a lot of things in place to... Ever vigilant. To, yes. Don't... We do not... And it only happens when you let your guard down. That's it. It's, it, it's yeah. it, Everything works fine, but the second you let your guard down, you'll get an email that has... An L in the email that's supposed to be an I, and it looks exactly the same. Or, that, you know, it's missing an S at the end. Yeah, I don't want the listeners to think that these emails that they're going to be getting are going to look entirely different than the emails they got from the escrow. It's going to look just like they, it, guys. They're going to have the logo there. They're going to have uh, all the information is going to look right. exactly the same. You're not going to recognize right away that this is a fraudulent email. We we had one that it was our email. It was our yeah, email. They, 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 they copied. Spoof it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they spoofed our email. They copied it, but it had our phone number in it. It had everything. Wow. Well, they were counting somebody's not going to call. They're it's just exactly going to click, what, copy, paste. Yep. Yeah. They opened yeah. up the email, the attachment. They they printed it. They didn't call. It was a bad guy email. Okay. But it was all our information: mm-hmm. the address, the phone number, wow, everything except the email address was changed by instead of equity e u q i. It was an L. Wow. You would not have seen it. If you yeah. don't look at it close enough, you wouldn't see it. Wow. And that's that's what happened. So. Yeah. So, so guys, just be, you know, look, again, one of the reasons we do the show is to, is to hopefully at some point and continually save people from having this happen to them. Because that's the, you talk about proceeds from a home sale. You're talking about maybe their life savings, their retirement plan is gone. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just devastating. So. That's why we like talking about it, and we don't like, I mean, we, we feel compelled to talk about it, I should say. It's the educate part. Yes, it's the educate part. Yeah, it that's is. That's great, because I had no idea, and uh, yeah. hopefully I'll be buying a home someday, maybe yeah. soon. There you go. Yeah. I've been looking for two years. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I had no idea. I, yeah, yeah. Really... So, so be really, you know, just be very cautious, be diligent, you know, go through the process in a way that. That uh, you know you're protecting yourself. And, and I, the, the best method, really, is get the instructions in person. Right. Okay. You know, at signing. That's what, you know. Get them. Yeah. You're yeah. signing. Hand them to you. Go to the bank. Physical that's it. Copy, got it. That's the way to do it. Hey, guys, what a fun real estate hour we've had today. I want to thank Mark, our production director. I thank Carly again for doing a great job. And I want to thank our outstanding expert contributors today, that being Rick Senemy and Paulina Shushkevich. We will uh, 
We have you've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld. Next week we'll have another wonderful hour for you. Our guests are going to be John Ingram and Daniel Hess. Plus, we may have a surprise guest next week. Uh, Carly's smiling because she knows who I'm thinking about. Um, uh, if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at seven zero two. 203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, that being LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media, that handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. And I also want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 101.5 KDON. Good job. Thank you. Thanks. Ah.